Hey, Cask Chasers, we'll start the show in just a moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey, everybody, Joshua Hatton here with Impex Beverages. I'm actually sitting here with my wife, and I brought her on because I realized I spend a good amount of time sitting in front of a microphone talking about whiskey. But, you know, this is my life partner, and I, I'm guessing you'd really don't know what the hell I'm saying. Mostly I do not. That's correct. Yeah. So if I said, you know, hey, we're Impex Beverages and we import Kilhoman and Pendaren and Port Askeg and Glenallachie and like, what does that, when I say that, what does that mean to you? Well, you're speaking English. I know that much. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I think that maybe they're whiskey. You have thought correctly. Hmm. We import other whiskeys. Did you know that? Other whiskeys? Yeah, other whiskeys. Okay. Yeah, like Fukano and Oishi, which are Japanese whiskeys made from rice. Great. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Yep. Other Japanese whiskeys, Matsui, Kuriyoshi, Totori. Okay. Yep. You're down with that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Is there anything else that I could say that would make you say, oh, wow, he really is talking about whiskey? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is Christina, Director of Marketing for Cast Chasers. And this is Dana, the events maven for Cast Chasers. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers Podcast. Cast Chasers. Um, this is a pretty important episode. A, a most pretty, important. The, the most important episode. There, there's never, ever been a more important episode ever of the Cast Chasers podcast. Um, in all seriousness, I mean, we call every episode a special episode. But this one, I think, is kind of extra special. Because well, they're all special, but this one is obligatorily special. You say I'm I'm trying not to say anything like that. And you're <laughs> no. like we we have to say that like, this one's good. You just said it. We do, well well now I'm saying it because you said it. Anyway, we rolled out the red carpet. We did roll out the red carpet. We had to buy a red carpet. Mm-hmm. We have no more money. Mm-hmm. It was a very expensive, very nice red carpet. And our wives are super mad at us because we bought it. And they're here today to That's right. tell us That's how right. mad so, they are. So yeah, so we we thought it was important in just about every recording session, uh, both my wife, Christina, and Bobby's wife, Dana, are in the room with us, um, Christina doing uh, show notes and that sort of thing. Dana da- is taking pictures and making drinks appear in my hand. And overall, I mean, introducing us to some of our different guests and all kinds of stuff, right? But really, we're Cast Chasers podcast, but we're also Cask Chasers. Right. And I kind of think as a thank you to them having them on the show to kind of talk through that whole evolution, what they, from their point of view, this shit show. As a thank you to them, we're going to make them tell us do a recording that they didn't want to do. What if they, what (laughs) what if they're going to be, what if they're going to come on and say, I hate every bit of this. I kind of hope they do. I want a divorce. I kind (laughs) of hope we, we want it raw. And we have sponsors, so we have to release the episode. (laughs) So, so anyway, I, I guess, um, I, I, I think it's so. I'm Aaron, and Bobby's here with me. Obviously, just with, say hello. Without Katie, no one asks. How with, without Katie, doing. nobody asks how anyone's doing. But I'm Aaron. With me is Bobby, Hi. as usual. Hi. Um, and then also joining us is my wife, Christina. Hey there. And Bobby's wife, Dana. Hello, hello. So oh, now we're all so I good. Know. They sound so much better than we do. Thank you for coming on the show with us. Well, we brought you guys here today because we had something that we really needed to break to you together. Okay. So, Good thing yeah. I'm recording. Yeah. <laughs> Preserving this for, for posterity. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you guys watch this play out, this mess play out almost every month. Um, thanks for sitting through it. And thanks for being our biggest fans, right? right. I don't I, Sure. I, I can yeah. pretty much Which mess like are we talking about in this, particular right now? <laughs> this, entire, this entire thing. So 
just for the listeners, so they know, Aaron and I started Cast Chasers in 2018. Correct. Yes, mm-hmm. December, December 2018. Yeah. Um, as a whiskey group, a local whiskey group in the Delaware Valley area. And we um, we kind of folded our folded you two in at the beginning. And am I wrong to say you guys weren't? Too excited about our new endeavor? I was not excited. <laughs> I will tell you right now. Well, the event side of me was excited because any reason for me to throw an event or a party, yeah. I get excited about. And How I get many behind. people were at that first? Get seven. Together. Seven. And I am. One I was of not the present. OG seven. Yeah. I was not present for the first. Yes. One. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, okay. In <laughs> fairness, when we started this. I did not drink whiskey. I did not like whiskey. I wanted nothing to do with whiskey. And then you said, we're going to have a whiskey tasting. And I went, thanks very much. I'll stay home. And I stayed home with my children and said, no, I'm good. So Aaron left his family to go drink while you stayed home to be a good mother. Yes. I don't know why she wasn't really super behind that, to be honest. When you paint it with that brush. So Dana was smack right in the middle. Now, granted, it was at our house, the first one. But Dana did put together because so they have I don't want to use jobs, but skill sets and abilities that's as time and we'll talk through that has made cast chasers what it is. Dana has this natural ability to put together a get together and make it look appropriate. I was just going to bring a bunch of dudes over with and booze and sit on my couch and drink. But it was Christmas time. So Dana had. It was a Dec- thing. It was decorated. Yeah. There was the bottles were on a bar shelf thing. It was it was it was beautiful. Well, I don't it, know how to do was, things little. Well, and it, it, and it was way better than Bobby's making it sound. Off of, it's a bar shelf <laughs> thing, and it's not my skill set. Christmas an antique, an antique bar cart. See, there you I go. have never attended anything that Dana has been in control of that wasn't like something out of a magazine when I arrived. Aww. It's just, it's pretty and it's classy and everything is, the, she thinks of things that I would never think of ever. Like she has everything from like little decorative things on the centerpieces. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes it so much prettier for like no effort. And it's just so nice to, I think it was one of the first tastings. She was like, well, we need uh, chocolate covered espresso beans to cleanse our palates between tasting. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Things I would never think of. Our first actual event, obviously, Dana put on, um, blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you're both, you're both, you both play a part of this. And Christine, even though at the beginning you weren't really a whiskey person at all, Dana was just, you were just kind of getting into it, getting your feet Mm -hmm. wet. But now, and we, you know, I want to talk through what it looks like, but now you're probably some of the strongest whiskey women, people, human beings that I know. How does it go from no thank you to what now What now is? Talk about your journey. I think our journeys were probably different. You want to go first? Sure. Um, I don't, I, like I said, I think honestly my love for all of this started just from the event side because anything to give me a reason to throw a good event, I am getting behind. I feel like coming from a large Italian family, I was kind of groomed into throwing events and, you know, anything, like I said, that you're passionate about to be able to get people in the room and celebrate it or, you know, enjoy making memories around it. Would you, would you say, cause I've known you your whole life. No, um, (laughs) yeah, we've been married for a long time. And one of the things about you is events. I mean, Mm -hmm. from kids' birthday parties, our kids can never have a normal birthday party. And I swore I would never be that person, but it's not a bad thing, but our kids are lucky. But I'm that person. I'm lucky. I'll don't even know it's my birthday and I'll show up to a, you know, masquerade ball or something (laughs) like what happened here. And that's just who you are. But I think what I like about it, what I like about whiskey and we talk it a lot, talk about it a lot you make events more special, memorable, and feel, you feel, and you're, you're passionate behind the thing. It makes the whiskey taste better. Mm-hmm. Do you think your love for, because you do love whiskey now, right? You right, kind of yeah. evolved. Do you think a part of that is because of the emotion, the, the, the celebration behind each bottle? Is that... Yeah, I mean, but we say that all the time. You know, we like to even just the four of us get together and crack open a good bottle because we want to share it with friends and have good conversation and make good memories. And what better to do it than with 
hundreds of people. The thing, the thing I like about the events that uh, Dana plans, the Cast Chasers events, is everything is so easy about them from an, from an outsider's per- perspective. I mean, she's busting her butt to get everything absolutely perfect, but she's thought of everything. Like um, when the person first walks into the venue or the house or whatever the space is, what are they seeing? Um, how will they know where to go? How will right. they know where to sit? How will they know thoughtful. what to do? It, and it's, it's, it's so thoughtful. It's so well constructed. And it's just when I feel like when people come to our events, Bobby, you and I are just sort of off on our own planet and people just come in, they're happy. And I try to every once in a while, like sort of peek around the corner and go, okay, let me see what happens when one person comes in and they come in and they have that half second that people always always come in. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they come in, they do the look around and then whether it's somebody greeting them at the door or there's a sign or whatever, they almost instantly know exactly what they're supposed to do. With with Dana and events and when people come to the event it's almost like when my kids open something on christmas and i w- i didn't pick it out dana did and the you know the person at the venue or event comes up and said bobby wow this is amazing i'm like it sure is kiddo you know what I, mean? <laughs> I say the same no, thing i do to my i have no idea like i'm just as surprised as no but you dana you really do put that like because a big part of what we are isn't just the podcast we're in events you know, mm-hmm. uh, group. We do charity events. We do, you know, tastings. Not going. Hopefully, we get to do tastings. Yeah, again, yeah. working on it. Um, so local tastings and things like that. So uh, it just made sense that part of it. And to Dana's point, I knew if we were going to have a tasting and Dana was going to be involved. Well, when we started Cast Chasers, I mean, even just our name kind of is testament to we want all people whiskey lovers and non-whiskey lovers to get to experience the same thing, you know, and whiskey isn't just a spirit. It's an experience. So that's what I try to do. Half the things we say, it's because you people say it. Right. Yeah. By you people, I mean wives. (laughs) They they just talk and it's all beautiful. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to use that. And then I don't use it. I'll use something similar to it that doesn't sound as good. So I'll let, obviously, Christina kind of tell her piece, but I want to say something before she, when my first with cast chasers interaction with Christina and obviously we've hung out before that my first cast chaser interaction was the infamous I think I built a website and then Christina was like you didn't you didn't build a website <laughs> <laughs> and so oh, good. <laughs> so you're to I mean you're 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 our merch you're you know the behind the scenes the tech and all of that um but that was my first kind of dive in cuz I what I my skill my skill set is, and if I had to say I had a skill set, is I can come to the table and say I have this idea. I just have to commission other people to do everything that's in my head, and there's a lot of shit in my head, right? Aaron so can tell you, an, just most, shot, mostly shit. Shock in your head. <laughs> but I think I'm good at coming and saying, "Look, this is what I want," and your ability to say, "Okay, I think this is what you're trying to say," and then I see it, and I was like, "It's not what I was trying to say. It's better." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. That's okay. It's so nice so that there are better. two people in this world that understand Bobby speak and can translate that. I have. Into there's a learning curve there for sure. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. When when I text or you know message with him and talk to him, it's a very difficult thing to absorb. I have to pick up the phone and call him, or come like have a meeting in person and say, "Okay, wait. This is what you said. I think you meant this." Is that in fact what you meant? Because when I read it, it's, there's it's there's a there's a curve there, but I, it's okay. We all know our lane. I think, like with my kids, and you know, they'll come up and I use my kids a lot to explain myself. But they'll come up and say, "I'll be you know in the middle of building something or working on something," and they'll come up and say, "Dad, can I start the chainsaw?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes, sport, go ahead and start it." And and then Dana will be like, "Did you just know what you just said?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Huh?" So when I'm chatting like on the messenger or whatever. Half the time I'm doing 10 things and I'll blurt out a bunch of things, whatever pops in my head. And your ability, both of you, ability to take that information and go, okay, most of this is garbage, but I think I can make something out of it. It's almost like 1950s casserole dish. 
you know, you can, I have tuna, I have peas, um, we have mayonnaise. <laughs> gelatin, which I just learned is a thing that we're... In the 50s, you gelatinize yeah, in, everything. Oh, yeah. 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 There's whole cookbooks devoted to that. Well, you're those people. You're, you're able to gelatinize everything, all my BS, and I, I'm... Well, I've just learned not to text you while you're at work, because if yeah. you're at work, anything I'm getting from you is going to be word vomit, and yes. I'm going to have to decipher it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I have to get out the code book and flip pages yeah, and Bobby turn will, the dial. Ba- and, Bobby will have an idea just in the middle of his crazy day. He'll just have an idea, and we have, we have like, a group chat with between, like, all of us, and he'll just put down, I like, this stream of consciousness thing, and... He's, it's just so it's it's so short and to the point because he's just trying to get his bullet points out that you look at it and you go, I, I is that a thing? Are we doing that now? Is that a question? What is that? And then the like just the the ability of this team to sort of pick that apart and go, okay, I think this is what he's trying to say, is pretty great. I think. Well, that's how I know you. What I want to hear is bef- the before in the before before in the before so, times. So Aaron comes to you. And says in the before is this the Handmaid's Tale? Then the before in the four. Before. Aaron comes to you and says whiskey group. That's where your journey in casting shows starts, and What's, whiskey for that matter. Yeah, and whiskey. What does that look like to what you do now? So he said whiskey group, and I said have fun. I'll be here when you get back. <laughs> and then he came back and he said, I think you should come to the next one. And I said, okay. Let's go to the next one. So I don't know, a month or so later, I came to the next one. And I came home from that and said, I don't think this is for me. I think I'm just going to stay home from now on. You go have fun. I'll be here when you get back. It's okay. And he was like, oh, I really, I really think you should come again. I really think this is something we should, like, we should start together. Okay, fine. So I think I came to maybe the third or fourth whiskey tasting and I think right around there was the whiskey tasting when we did our first um, scotch tasting. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's good. Bourbon is not my lane. Rye is is more what I like. But we hit scotch and I was like, oh, this is my drink. I have found it. <laughs> it's here. Um, and from that point on, I think I was on board with this whole whiskey group and whiskey tastings. But um when we really started to develop this and turn it into what it is now with the podcast and everything else, uh, I lean more towards the creative side of, of marketing and merchandising. And, uh, I built the website and I do all of our contracts and paperwork and Mm. make everything look nice on paper and legal and all of those things that we need that everybody else goes, I don't know, let's start a whiskey business. Well, <laughs> so. Aaron, and I, Aaron and I will be like, we're doing this thing with this company and Christina will be like, we're going to look at the legal legality of it first. A hundred percent every single time. We're day. starting a partnership here and this is what we're going to do and this is what we're... Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll draw up a contract. Let's, let's break this down. <laughs> so Christina is an attorney also. Like that's the... I, I think we've mentioned that before, but Christina is an actual attorney. So it's very lucky, I think, that we, we happen to have her because... Like, uh, I'll, Bobby and I will have an idea and we'll go, we want to make something like this happen or work. And she goes, okay. And she writes out a contract or whatever she, I, I don't even know how, how things happen. It, it's my favorite is when you say, we're going to do this and I'm going to no, you're not. <laughs> That's not does, a thing though. you can do. It's, it's a crude <laughs> okay. version of if we can dream it, they can make it, but the right way. In a in the way it can work, it's not as sexy as no, whatever. No, it's, but it's not like if you can dream it, you can do it. It's if if we can come up with it, we'll, and we'll make it real. And they it's will not the nonsense. We got lucky with you too, and I don't. That's not. I'm not placating. You have skill sets that have made cast chasers what it is. Because if you never got into whiskey and you decided I'm not doing this, it's not for me, and you didn't want to be a part of that. You want, you know, Dana, the events wasn't your thing. You didn't want to, you didn't want to inflate and, and spotlight what we do. Aaron and I would probably still be sitting in a cave with seven friends. Yeah. Drinking way drinking too much whiskey that, in the wrong it. order. And like, it, I, I, we have a passion, but I think you guys helped illuminate. And we have a big team. We have a, we have other people on the team who aren't here, but I think we were the four that started it. I think Cast Chasers is the four of us. I mean, yeah. Dana 
that's name. The Dan, Dan and Nate rolled out the name, and I spit out some stupid names. I think you two actually kind of pinball back and forth between what the I name. I don't remember be. how we came. Yeah, they ping, we, how we landed on the name. We voted. We all came Did up we? with something and put it on Facebook and. And it was one of you for the logos itself. I did that with Christina. Mm -hmm. We've brought nothing to the table. But you guys are so pretty. I mean, nobody can see. It's a podcast, so it doesn't serve you. We definitely have faces for radio. (laughs) It's a podcast for a reason. So, (laughs) what is pivot here a little bit? Whiskey specifically. I know what you guys like now, and it's aggressively different. You drink stuff now that people or human beings are scared of. I mean, we dive into the cast chase, or I mean, the cast strength, you know, the rye world, you know, places you don't tiptoe. Where God, do you I think cast strength? Where do you think you, st- yeah, it's so beautiful. good. <laughs> if the right one, where do you think you started whiskey wise? Like, what was your, what was that first bottle, that first pour that made you, you said your scotch and everything. What was the first, do you remember the first one you got where you thought, okay, there's something? This- I equate my personal whiskey journey, it's very similar to me with people that drink wine. And when they first drink wine, you start with something sweet, like a sangria or a Moscato or something like that. That's kind of how I started my whiskey journey, is with sweeter, not necessarily flavored whiskeys. Um, But I think my palate has just kind of changed and evolved over the past couple of years. And now I lean towards things that are a little more punchy in the face. In a good way. In a good way. So what was that first whiskey? Do you remember? It was Spicebox Canadian Whiskey. Do you remember how? I wanted you to be a part of it so much that I went out of my way to try to find. You had two bottles of it. Mm-hmm. And that was all there was in the world. <laughs> That's what it's <laughs> almost, like. Yeah. yeah, it was almost like that. Yeah. I think it's a def- defunct company now. Um, but at the time there was none of it or they weren't coming into the U S it wasn't coming. Yeah. It was strictly in Canada and something, there were some laws that were going on that you couldn't bring it into the States. So I, I literally did. I mean, I would find it on in the, I went trench coating down alleyways trying to find this stuff. Well, when we went to Florida, remember we drove down the coast and we stopped at 8,000 different stores because the only time that we've ever found it besides Amorish. God bless them, is these little hole-in-the-wall places, and it was, like, tucked back with, you know, three inches of dust on it, so. What do you think about it now? I can't even try. I can't even stomach it. It's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, it still holds, like, a a special spot for me in my heart, but I tried it, and I was like, I think I ever tried it. it, It's super, it's vanilla infused. Oh, um, it's very, very sweet. I'm not a fan either. Um, it's one note, very fun, but it was your start. Mm-hmm. And then now I thought about it the other day, I, I, your journey. Um, I was thinking about spice box and then you were trying to find the angels in the cast strength, which I, we, you found, mm-hmm. I was doing the same thing, that whole trench coat in the alleyway, like talking to friends, like, Hey, I got, if you got a lead, you know, <laughs> you know? cause I just wanted, I wanted so badly for you to. And now it's your own journey. I'm not even, we don't necessarily even like this, not not like the same things, but we have two different palettes, two mm-hmm. different, you have your own collection mm-hmm. that I don't go towards and vice versa. I just think that's really cool and really neat. Christina, what was your, do you remember the first scotch? Uh, yes, it was the hashtag Glenmo 10. Hey. Classic. Hashtag Glenmo. Yeah. Uh, the Glenmo 10, uh, Glenmore and G10. Uh, was the first scotch that I ever had. And I was like, oh, this tastes nothing like anything I had up to this point, And this is amazing. Um, and then that, I don't know if it was that same tasting or shortly after that, and another one that we did one that was uh, scotches getting progressively peatier. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is my lean. I'm here. I found it. This is where I am. And, um, I think we had the Lagavulin 16 that time. That was the first time I had that, which has subsequently become one of my favorite scotches of all time. Um, I think I tried the Port Charlotte either at that time or very shortly after that. And I love uh, the Brooklady Port Charlotte. Um, I'm trying to remember if there was anything else in that peated uh, realm that I tried at the, around that same time. But once I found 
smoky peated scotches and the 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 very distinct palate and flavors and notes and and everything that come off of those i was like oh i can drink whiskey if it's this i'm not i'm still not a fan of bourbon to this day bourbon i like bourbon is always my last choice if i'm drinking whiskey always i will always pick a scotch over top of a bourbon they both you both went from either a sweet flavored whiskey or no thank you no whiskey to the most peated scotch or cast strength bourbon yeah. right that's on the shelf yeah like i th- think that's they both went super extreme like yeah. like it wasn't like oh and i and, and that's not to say you guys don't still like um you know whiskeys that are a little more subtle or sweet or whatever it's just like you're if if you're if you're digging into something that you want it's a peated scotch or it's a it's if i've had a rough strength. day it's a peated scotch if mm. i'm just sipping on something because we're having a nice dinner or if i'm sipping on something because we're you know watching a movie late at night and just like hanging out i'll go for a, a less peated gentler scotch but it's still scotch it's and and, and some of the sweeter ones we have the uh the Glamorangy cake, that's delightful mm-hmm. when you're just sitting there like having dessert and coffee and things like that. Or the, um, I have the, uh, the Sassanac whiskey. It has peachier notes, like fruity, peachy, citrus notes to it. That's, that's on the sweeter side too. So I'll, I'll sip on those too. But if it's a rough day, if it's a celebration, if it's a, even if it's a sitting around the campfire at night with the kids roasting marshmallows kind of night, I'm going for something peated and, delightful. Hey Chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker and fermentation expert Pat Heist, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky-grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non-chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information. Not some magical recipe or who Shane's great-great-grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com. From your point of view, and I've, I'm always curious about this, because Aaron and I, I think sometimes we put blinders on and we just bust through the walls. We just keep, you know, bulldozing forward and trying to do the next thing. And, you know, what, what project are we going get, to get through next? As co-founders of Cast Chasers to now, what have been some of the most amazing or exciting events or things or experiences as a Cast Chaser? Um, for me, I mean, it definitely is going to have to be on our charity events. I, to be able to pull during a pandemic, almost 150 people in and raise over $2,000 for charity. Um, being able to be a part of that, I come from a missions background where I would do missions trips and things like that. So charity and giving back and helping our community is really, really important to me. And to be able to be a part of that and see it be fruitful is probably one of the things that sticks out the most to me. Yeah. And if you can't make it to one of our events, you can uh, go on our website. Also, either the event by Dana or website by Christina um, when those things come up and and donate and whatever. Mm Because like I said, Cast Chasers is a very charity forward. Yeah. Anytime we're doing a charity event, we'll have a link somewhere where you can either donate through Cast Chasers to the charity or just a link straight to the charity that we're, that we're dealing with at that time. Yeah. Christina. Uh, to date, my most exciting thing that we've ventured into has been the podcast because we didn't always have one. We started doing events and tastings and things like that. And then about a year after we started all this is when you announced the launch of the podcast. And that was my up till this point, my most exciting thing that we we branched into, I am more excited for things that we have in the works that we haven't even yeah. gotten into yet. I am very excited for the future of cool Cast Chasers. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Stuff cool that stuff. we can't talk about. Dun, not, dun, yet. Dun. not yet. Not yet. We you will. You Stay keep, tuned. We will. You have to keep listening. You have to listen to every episode coming out in order so, to find out what stuff we're going to be getting. Christina, what's more wallet punching, whiskey collecting or podcasting? Oh, um, that's a hard one. 
I guess whiskey collection collecting because there's no end to it. Mm-hmm. Podcast forever, right? right. Indefinitely. <laughs> Podcast. There's a lot of initial purchasing, and then there's some upkeep and some. Oh, we want to upgrade this. We want a bigger this, a better that, or whatever. But you haven't told her about the new. Uh equipment the, 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 the new the new studio we're building in the backyard right now they're they're breaking you ground got a right lot now. of wallet punching stuff coming up um <laughs> but no the whiskey collecting there's there's never a stop to that there's always somebody producing something new that we want and there's always some rare bottle coming out that's going to be limited edition that we want to get our hands on that's going to cost us a small fortune and that will never end i don't i don't foresee that ever becoming a thing ever. we stop doing there's well, always another reason to go and visit one of our friends that own a liquor store and say, hi, I need to drop it, I many hundreds of dollars today. <laughs> I, I think as, as couples, too, it's more difficult for us because you see a lot of people in other groups. It's almost always one person in the, in the relationship that's a whiskey person. So you see the memes of, hey, I brought home another bottle and, or they're cleaning house and the spouse is like, why are you cleaning house? Did you right, buy another bottle? Right. We're both buying. So if I'm yeah. not coming home with something, Dana's coming home. Look what I got. So but I think like, that's almost worse because we're both I mean. spending. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, and and I'll see I'll see it in some of these Facebook groups. Um, somebody will post, um, "Hey, my you know my husband found my stash, my wife found my stash, or whatever." Or, um, "Hey, I got this. Better hide it. Better hide it from my spouse, or you know whatever the case may be." And in this case, it's really a lot of times if if, if I call Christina and I'm like, hey, you know, such and such has a release and so and so has it for a good price. I'm going to go get it. And she'll be like, well, what are you getting for me? You know, it'll be something like that. So it's like you're, 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 you're almost, almost doing double what a lot of other people I think are our situation is a lot less likely to result in divorce is yeah. really what it boils <laughs> poverty, down to. Poverty, for poverty, sure. Poverty, sure. But, but hey, we'll be warm, you we're know, going there together. We're, <laughs> we're going to be homeless and the cops that pick us up are going to be like, do you see what they're drinking? <laughs> yeah. Is that a 30-year Highland Park? It's not even in a paper bag. It's in an oak box. <laughs> Speak, so... Speaking of acquiring your thing, so you're both members of Bourbon Women, correct? Correct. Um, which is a, I'll let you chat about that a little bit. Great, great organization. And Dana acquired a interesting bottle that we're sipping on right now. Um, I'm going to let you two talk about Bourbon Women and what we're drinking and then kind of walk us through this. T- we're already drinking it. It's delicious. Hot take. And then I'll let them. Well, Bourbon Women was founded by the one and only Miss Peggy No Stevens, which we just absolutely love her. If you haven't listened to that episode of the podcast, go back and find it uh, Mm. from earlier this year because it was amazing. She is just, she's awesome. Um, But so she had started along with some other really heavy hitting women in the industry. Maggie Kimmel, right? She's, I think Mm -hmm. she's the CEO now. She's um, president. President now, right? Maggie Kimbrell is the president now who she has an episode too. So Mm -hmm. listen to hers. Mm And um, so from Bourbon Women, it's basically just a group of women that are surrounding. Yes, there are men, too, um, but surrounded around this thing that we love. And I just recently received an email about a project that they did called the Peacock Preferred Club. And what that is, is basically it's a group of 150 women and Peggy and Susan Riggler. And a group of selected other master tasters will go around to different distilleries and they will pick a barrel. And then this barrel is only offered to these 150 women. So we're the first ones that get our hands on a bottle. And so we just had our first release of the new Riff single barrel. And that is what we will be tasting. So it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's actually not only my first special release from the peacock it's my first new riff this is my first new riff too i've Mine never too. had yeah. new riff before Isn't that I've, crazy i've seen it 110 and now times, i'm really but... upset that this is the first time that i'm we're having it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah it's super good um and the bottle is beautiful it is a very very pretty bottle so i want to talk about some of the notes and all of that for the listeners so they can if you can't get this obviously because it's a it's a special release um and just to this is a 102.9 proof um so it's 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 right where I like it. If I'm yeah. not quite cast strength, but you know, um, pushing up there, at least four years old. Um, it was barreled uh, and distilled on 
3117 and uh, bottled on 422-2021. We're all just nosing this. I know. Like, <laughs> we, we can't stop and say any words yeah, about your radio's it. not broken. It's, That's right. Uh, That's right. It's got a great nose on it. I get some sweetness. Oh, yeah, for sure. Trying uh, not bourbon. to read the tasting notes on the bottle so that I get what's... I don't want it put in my head. Kind of like when you're making um, like a homemade caramel. Yeah. And right say. when the butter and the sugar get to that first, like where it starts to get aromatic. Right before it starts to burn. Mm-hmm. It's that, that one stage right before it starts to burn. I don't want to make this a man-woman thing. And that's what I'm about to do. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna. But I'm gonna. There's science to it. I've heard enough times that there's science about it. I just said I kind of get uh, maple syrup. Right. 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 And then Dana went off on a making homemade caramel, caramel. Right. Depends on who you, you ask. You, you say however you like. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the difference is we're one noted. But listening to you, you two taste and experience whiskey, sometimes I just sit back and I'm like, that's... That's in this right. glass? Like, like, like right down to like these three seconds right before it burns when yes. you're making homemade caramel. And, oh, okay. What, you guys oh. don't do that all the time? No, I don't even know those words. I just I just think it's neat that to hear you guys experience whiskey and you get those notes. And like I said, I look in my glass and I think, that's in here? Maybe maybe there is hand-turned, well, you know. Whiskey to me is always nostalgic. Mm. Like I, different things that... You know, I will pick up on and I'm like, ooh, that reminds me of this time. Or you go back to baking cookies in your yeah. mother's kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, so. I don't, I can't, I want to, I, so at best I, I'm like cereal. And right. then I go, I like cereal. And then I go, <laughs> Frosted Flakes. And I'm like, this is Frosted Flakes. Well, and I, <laughs> and I, th- I think t- to go back to, you know, I, again, like the, how how we we are when when we when we got into whiskey it was very much um there's a lot of people that are oh you you get that note that note's not in there you know it's the and so you're very much ah vanilla it it, like you just want to be you you, you're scared you just want to you just want to say yeah right okay it okay it is it is vanilla and brown sugar and this thing and this thing and you're so worried about categorizing it and talking about and just like identifying something that you know but as i think we discovered on our episode with peggy no stevens you discover so much more and you discover so much more of what those notes are if you take a journey and i mean you know she was talking about you know going through your your pantry and you know like a oh fruity flavors what kind of fruit okay a banana is it an older banana is it a ripe banana what is it but then there's that next so we were blending you and i were working on a blend for a side project kind of thing and i remember we were tasting and i was like okay there's this weird metally old thing and i could not figure it out (laughs) and dana's like antique store books in an antique store and i was like Oh my god! I, I I was in an antique store looking at a book, and, the power and of in my head, I put the book in my mouth, and I went, "This is what I tasted like." <laughs> and then the antique store merchant came around. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I'm like, "All right," and then I popped out of the dream. <laughs> and that's what. But you, I was there, I, and I was like, "Damn, that tastes like an antique." And she was 100 percent correct. Yeah. Is that, well, you know the, what I discovered just now as we're sitting here about myself is that I think that probably weighs pretty heavily on how I do events because I equate everything to a memory or to an experience. And it's no different than when we're drinking, you know, and tasting and things like that. Because the things that I'm coming up with, the notes and everything, I'm relating back to an experience or a memory. Yeah. I agree. And that 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 translates right into now you basically creating memories for, for other, yeah exactly for the people that come to our events and all of that because we want them to love what we love right, right. and we want to share that since i mansplain tasting just now um <laughs> i want to dive into um another topic that i'm i i always i don't want to say like i hate that it happens but i i'm interested in hearing your stories <laughs> i hear so many stories from you two you know, you're at the, the classic cliche, I'm in the liquor store trying to pick something out, and here comes that guy. <laughs> the little, He's got his spurs on. He's like, little lady. You know, that one. 
what is that like as you, especially as you're growing in your whiskey journey? And that's the last time I'm saying whiskey journey because it just feels like a pamphlet. You experience, unfortunately, a lot of stupid mansplaining and guys yes. trying to tell you what you should taste. And it's super annoying. Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> me tell you how you guys we, feel about we that. We apologize um, ahead of and time. Then we, and then we chat about it in our group. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I just laugh about it, and I don't even laugh at them any longer. I have reined that in, but I'll be in the whiskey aisle, and I'll be shopping, and I'll be looking at a bottle and someone will come up and just start telling me about the bottle as if I don't know anything about it. And I just kind of go, Oh, okay, thanks. And they walk away. And I think to myself, nothing you just said was correct. (laughs) Or have you ever had them point you into the direction of the flavored whiskeys? I, uh, yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm exactly in the correct little boxed area of where I'm trying to find what I'm looking for. Thank you. And I'll, (laughs) And I've had people in stores try to, you know, in this conversation, try to, you know, defend that action. And they say, well, maybe it's just the guy's just trying to help. Maybe he's like that with everybody. I've never had that experience. No. As a matter of fact. They've never suggested the flavored whiskey to I've you? wanted help. And, and no are, one's ever come back. No, of- that does happen. Sometimes I'll, I'll, be in a, I'll be in a liquor store. Can somebody uh, tell me what I need, what I want? Can well, somebody I, in the store? No one. No one can. Unless you're in the wine aisle. There's no sexism in the wine aisle. It's just know-it-alls. They don't care what your gender is. They, yeah. they just, yeah. I can be in the wine aisle. What are you looking at there? Wine? <laughs> you're, you're really not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Let me show you. I think you guys experience that everywhere in the whiskey. And it's, I'm so annoyed in the wine aisle, I can imagine the torment you must get. Because you know more than most people. most people know. And then there you are dealing with... We definitely know more than the average person yeah. that's just popping in to pick up a bottle. Yeah. I don't know about most people. But I definitely remember a time that I went into a, a large liquor store near us. And I went in for a particular bottle. I had already been a couple places that didn't have it. And uh, I, this was like my last stop to see if I could pick this up. And I walked in and I said, do you have the bottle I was looking for? And... The guy that I asked made a face like, a, are you sure that's what you want? And I was like, do you have such and such bottle? And he said, yeah, it's over here. And when I went over, they had it and it's their corked bottles and it was laying on its side. And I was like, oh, God, like, OK, thank you. And I picked it up and rated it. And I went up and and went to the register. And I just remember internally cringing because first you made a face at me about, are you sure that's the bottle you want? And then I come and find it on your shelf, lying on the side with the spirit up against the cork. And I'm thinking, who who shelved this? Who did whose idea was this? Tim. You, what what were you doing? Damn it, Tim. <laughs> well, that's I was looking for some Glendronic one time and asked the lovely gentleman at a local establishment (laughs) and he said oh i've never heard of that are you sure that's what it's called (laughs) and i was like yes i'm a hundred percent sure that is what it's called so you need the uh ron swanson i know more than you more than you yeah 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 Yeah. i find myself learning it's interesting because when aaron and i have been in whiskey longer and been in investing ourselves in it but you guys have baptized yourself in it so much that there's times where i'm gladly corrected and learning about new whiskeys that i wouldn't have otherwise reached for um i'll tell you i'll be honest rye christine that's probably from your efforts i found more rye that i like when there was a world where i wouldn't even considered but just yeah. listen to your notes having that planted in my head try being I don't want to say forced to try new things, but I don't ex- force you to try to anything. Exper- but I, but I'm always curious, and I experience, and I'm like, oh, damn it, it is good, and I do like this. So I'm think I get, and Dana and I'll sit and drink, and I'll think, man, what is it about this? And then she'll say, you know what? I, and she'll turn. She does the same thing every time. She does this little turn, and she faces me, and she's like, you know what? I, this reminds me of, or what I get from this, or what this means, or whatever. And then she'll she'll experience it, and then I'm like, well, now this is my favorite, and I have right, to have it on my shelf right, at all times. Yeah. That's what I, I I appreciate by your ability to sometimes planning in someone's head is not a bad thing, and maybe I'm being brainwashed. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. it helps me for my collection. So. <laughs> I want to circle back to this new riff for a yeah, second that we're teasing, yeah. only because we didn't give it its justice. Well, we didn't. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. We went off on a side tangent, and that's okay. Um, 
I have two notes that may be unpopular. Uh, on the nose, if you pull back from your glass just a little bit, and Aaron will understand this reference, and then I may have to explain it for everybody else. If you pull back from the glass a little bit and just kind of breathe shallow, for a second you get the burning fall okay. of Rome. <laughs> I do. So, I, I don't. And, I. That is so accurate. I, I know exactly what you're talking you about. You do. <laughs> Everybody at this table knows what I'm saying. So all four of us are Disney people, Disney fans. And uh, in Epcot, in the large ball, there's a ride called Spaceship Earth that takes you through history. And at one point, they show you the rise of Rome. And then they talk about it for a second. And then they show you the fall of Rome. And there is a scent that they pipe into that ride at that time that smells like burning and char Death and, and despair. destruction. Yeah. Um, but in the best way possible. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a lovely ride. <laughs> in the way you want that. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about the fall of a whole empire. but um, That's just a good barrel. That's all that is. My, yeah. <laughs> my sisters and I, ever since we were children, refer to that smell as the burning fall of Rome. Anytime we smell it anywhere else, we're like, oh, it smells like the burning fall of Rome in here. You get that kind of charred uh, smell just for a second, just ever so shallow on the nose before you sip this. And it is delightful because it's that's a sense memory for me. That is a memory of my childhood, of a very happy time. And I love it. Um, and then on the palate, on the, just before the finish... Or maybe it's, I guess it's part of the finish, really. There is uh, dark cherries, like dark cherry, almost like a cherry cordial, a, ter- a cherry brandy, a cherry something. There is a dark cherry finish that rounds out the, the, the palette that I actually really love. And I love it with that sort of charred nose. So this is a single barrel as well that uniqueness compared to an i wish we had another one to compare it to mm. but we don't we'll get one yeah um but that's a, that's definitely a beautiful barrel that was a good pick that's yeah i fantastic. really really dig that and it's so so I, uh, back would to you wh- steal it i did physically. oh okay <laughs> fabulous <laughs> i mean i paid for it and he stole it from me so uh, well i guess right he would steal it i i I you would steal it I, from your wife. I would took it. You would took it. <laughs> you would had. And non-chill filtered. Just FYI. I like that on the front. I wonder if that's a new riff. I have to look at a new riff, new riff bottle. Because that's the first time I've seen it. Especially in a bourbon. I mean, it's built into the glass. Yeah, it's Wouldn't really it be cool. great if we had a pocket computer where you could just look that sort of thing None up of on that the exists. fly? None of That'd that exists. amazing. Oh, well. Maybe one Some day. sort of a search engine where you could just plug that in. And search engine? It would just like churn out answers for you. Be, I'm probably going to kick myself later for saying this because I don't mean this in a diminishing way on the palate of this. But I keep getting like Dunkin' Donuts Iced coffee, like hazelnut, like toffee-ish, that's not a bad thing. kind of. But that's what I keep going back to. Well, I guess I got to pour more to Yeah, see. I mean, got to put a little bit more in Take the glass. Take it easy there, champ. <laughs> well, I think uh, on that note, um, as we wrap up, do you guys have anything you want to plug or <laughs> what's going on in your lives? I mean, so we're any... part, a member of this little club called uh, Cask Chasers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I'll, I'll plug our. I'll plug our stuff. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out already, you got to check out the website at castchasers.org. There's a lot of good information on there. There's links to every episode of the podcast, um, with exceptional notes. Thank you. Uh, I am now uh, recently started writing show notes for every episode. They. I'm working backwards in time to go fill in the old episodes, but everything from about. February or so of 2021 going forward has show notes and there are embedded uh, audio links right on the website. You can stream it from the website, listen to the audio and follow along. The show notes will give you timestamps for when certain things are coming up in the episode. So you can actually follow along with the notes and listen right from the website for every episode. Um, and we have a merch page that is, there are two shops on the merch page. There's an Etsy boutique that is, uh, we run it in-house. And then there is a uh, third-party boutique that runs um, t-shirts and all sorts of other merchandise that has the Cast Chasers podcast logo on it and things that you can, you know, purchase to show off that you're a fan of the show or that you, you know, love us and want us to do well. Um, we 
all of that money gets put right back into the podcast, gets put back into upcoming events and projects and things like that. So all of that money is going to get recycled back into bringing you more content and bringing you more fun events. And events are coming. Yes. Yes. The world is opening up. Actively working on that. I am itching to do an event. So. And I just, want, I just want to talk real quick about the show notes page. We try to bring it up often, but I feel like we do not the best job of that. So on the at castchasers.org, when you go to podcast, like Christina said, you've got all of the episodes. If we mention something in an episode, nine times out of ten, Christina has a link to what the hell we're talking about. Including Instagram links for uh, guest spots we have, their pages, um, anything that they plug at the end of their episodes, that's all linked on there. Links to the merch, links to the Facebook group, it's all in the show notes pages. So yeah, if you hear us talking about something and you're like, oh, what is that? I'd like to learn more about that. Nine times out of ten, it'll be on the show notes page. And if it's not, send us a message and we'll put it on the show notes or page. Just- Call Aaron. Here's his cell phone number. Don't it do is. that. <laughs> five five five. Five five five. <laughs> but you can email us at what? Which email address? To, to I don't know. What, what are you monitoring? I'm, I monitor everything. Okay. I email us at big, any of our big brother of the cast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, you can email me at Christina at castchasers.org or uh, send a general uh, question or comment to info at castchasers.org. That's monitored by all of us, so we'll get that. Cool. And like Dana said, with events, those are also on the website as they come up, and we will be doing them soon. If you're local, tastings are around the corner, um, and if you want to fly in, that would be awesome. Our events are worth flying into. We've actually had people fly in mm-hmm. to some of the bigger events, the charity events, but hope to see you at one of them in the near future. That's that, I think. That is Ladies, that. thank you. This Thank has you been both. lovely. Thank you both. Yeah, it has been. And yeah. it, it's been when you were like, this is going to be a train wreck, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. Well, I actually thought I was going to be really stressed out doing this, and I don't know why, but I wasn't. This was very comfortable. Well, because they gave us nothing to go off of. We True. normally don't. Yeah. True. Our favorite thing to do is give guests notes and then never go by those notes. Oh, 100%. 100%. So, I mean, you guys would have just had notes to go off of, and then we would have done something. They would have been meaningless. I think I expected them to grill us, and then they didn't. No. I was pleasantly surprised. No. That's yeah. the next time we record. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, fabulous. All right. Hey, Cast Chasers. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We had a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, you got to know a little bit more about my wife and Bobby's wife um, and their journey here with us through this whole big, crazy Cast Chasers world. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cast Chasers. You can also join our Facebook group. And don't forget to check out our website, caskchasers.org, for show notes, Cast Chasers swag, and more. And until next time, remember, it's not about finding the perfect dram. It's all in the chase. All right, guys. All right, guys. I can't. All right, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, Cast Chasers. Hey, you guys. All right.